Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 103, Why You Shouldn't Be Happy. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How are you all? Every time I'm gonna I say that introduction, I think about one of my clients who loves when I say hello, hello, hello. And in my group coaching program, um, in our Facebook book in our Facebook group, I posted a question. Comment with all of your Angela isms. <laughs> what do I say all the time that you have adopted or, or like my signature phrases and you would be dying to see the responses here. It was so funny. So I'll never forget that. But this week, I want to talk to y'all about why you shouldn't be happy. Doesn't that sound like fun? (laughs) But first, I want to talk about sort of where we are right now. It's the week before Christmas. And I want to acknowledge all of the people in the world who don't have what they want, let alone need this holiday season. And I know it's easy for me to say, change your thoughts and feelings so you can get better results. Because I have time and the resources and everything I need in my life to be able to do that, right? So people who don't have their basic needs met are likely not sitting down with a warm cup of coffee and journaling and reflecting and pausing to process their feelings before they react. This holiday season, I'm choosing to give back to a couple local organizations that I really believe in. The first one is UNC Horizons. They help pregnant women with addictions, have their babies, have recovery programs afterwards, and get them set up for success as being mothers. And I really believe that um, in this organization and all of the support that they offer for women in that position. The other organization that I'm giving back to in a big way is TABLE. TABLE is a local nonprofit in Carborough, North Carolina, that helps get healthy food to kids in our community who need it. So every week, TABLE delivers a bag of groceries to kids who may be food insecure. That A lot of the work that they're doing right now is giving the kids extra food every week because they're not in school. Most of the kids get the majority of their meals in the public school system. And in our community where we are right now, school is not in session. Everything is online. And so Table has really needed to increase their food support for these families in this time because they're not receiving the food at school. I actually used to work for Table. I was I did their marketing for a while and I believe in their mission. I everything that they do, they help um with food insecurity. They help teach kids how to cook the healthy foods. They take them on farm tools. They include fresh vegetables in their weekly food deliveries. They do so much good for our community. And so I'm very happy to contribute in a big way to them this year. So I also want to talk about the bubble in which I live in. And this came very clear to me in um, this weekend in my neighborhood. So we were out for a family walk and we came upon upon this kid and it was at dusk. It was like almost 6 p.m. It was getting dark and it's, you know, in December, you know, and I'm in the South, so it doesn't get freezing cold, but we had just, you know, sweaters on and things. 
And we see this kid alone in the woods, like, you know, right outside of our neighborhood, running around. And we're, you know, it just kind of made us pause and stop. And we're like, what is going on? Where's this kid's parents? And, like, we asked around. There were some teenagers nearby and some other people like, hey, do you guys know, like, where this kid's parents are? (laughs) Um, And it quickly became apparent to us that there was no parent or adult with this child or any other kids. The kid ended up taking off back into the woods. And we followed them into the woods and like they were trying to climb over the river and do really dangerous things. And so finally we were able to call the kid out from there and we quickly realized there was a developmental issue. The kid could not speak and he could make noises and, you know, make sounds and things like that, but he couldn't talk like he didn't speak English. And um, we were able, we were with my three kids, my husband and I, and we were able to keep him contained and entertained. Thankfully, my kids are very good at that. And, you know, we started calling neighbors and calling out to people. And there's a text chain in my, in my neighborhood that we got on and I sent a picture. And, you know, at the end, we found the kid's parent. And I had no idea the story of this family that, you know, was a family that lived in our neighborhood. I don't even think the mom realized that the kid had gone missing. There's um, a bigger backstory to it. And it just made me realize what kind of a bubble that I live in. That there's somebody, a family in my own neighborhood that was suffering. And I didn't know because we are so in lockdown. We are so in our regular day-to-day lives that I'm not seeing people out there in the world right now and the variations of people's lives. And I feel like I kind of missed it. I mean, I'm not saying I missed seeing people suffering. I'm saying like I missed being aware of people and what they need and the lack of resources that they have right now in this time. And so I am vowing to myself and to my community and to my family to not be aware and not live in a bubble anymore because it's really unacceptable to me that there's people that need help right down the street and I'm unaware of that. And so I'm vowing to myself to be better and to contribute and to ask questions and to show up and be the neighbor that I want to be so that kids, when they get lost in my neighborhood, can find their way back home, honestly. And I all encourage you guys to do that too. Look around and, and, and see how maybe you've disconnected from other people or other you know socioeconomic situations that you aren't in and make an effort. Go out of your way to find if there's people that need your help. And I'm definitely going to be doing that. So um, it, it, it spurred me to look at some of the local organizations that I want to help financially contribute to. And I'm so excited to support these organizations. They're, they're dear and close to my heart. So anyway, I also want to talk about the topic, <laughs> why you shouldn't be happy. This is one reason. Like when I think about it, this happened on the day of my husband and I's anniversary. I had a beautiful day planned. We spent the day with just the five of us, the kids. I made this beautiful lunch. You know, we were pausing in between our courses to like go out for a walk before we came home and had this beautiful dessert. And we, you know, had to navigate this situation in our neighborhood. And that is one of those times where I chose not to be happy. Like, it would be weird for me to come home and sit at my nice dining room table and have that dessert that I made with my family and enjoy it, right? Like, <laughs> I chose to be sad about that situation and worried. And that, you know, ended up shaping the rest of our evening. And we talked about it and we processed it and we worked through it together as a family. But right now, a lot of people aren't happy. 
And this is always true in the world, right? So right now we're deep in a serious global pandemic. People have lost jobs. People have died. People have lost their dreams. Restaurants have closed. Years and years of work, you know, that people have contributed and shown up and put back into communities. All of that has changed for a lot of people. And at the same time, a lot of people are flourishing and having more money and creating their dreams. This is always how it is in our lives and in the world. There's always a contrast, good and bad, all the time, no matter what is happening. Even in an hour of your day, you can acknowledge that you can go from humming along, happy, excited, and then boom, you get a phone call about a family member who is sick, or you find a lost child in your neighborhood, or you, um, an employee makes a colossal mistake, or your kids fall down the stairs, or you get an upsetting email that rocks your world, right? We see this happening all over the place. Jobs, our marriages, our own over-drinking struggles. We have amazing times and then really shitty ones. So the thought, I just want to be happy or I am not happy, is a disservice to you and our humanness. Because we are not a simple one-word emotion. We are complicated and complex and we're constantly changing and evolving just like all living things on earth. So right now in the holidays in this pandemic, we have thoughts like, It's not going to be the same. I just want to celebrate and be happy. I wish I could do X, Y, or Z. And the problem always with with these thoughts is that when you have them and you wish you felt differently, you aren't acknowledging where you currently are. You are just wishing you were something different or you felt something different, which doesn't feel good, right? When you think, I wish I was happier, I wish I was, you know, celebrating with my family, That does not feel good for you to think that, right? You are basically saying that there's something wrong with me. When you judge yourself, you're like, I don't want to feel this way. You are saying there's something wrong with you. And when you think that, it feels bad and it can exacerbate depression or anxiety or that low-level hum of unsatisfaction. It feels down. It feels heavy. But my friends, what if you were not supposed to be happy? Okay, what if right now you're supposed to feel exactly how you are feeling and nothing has gone wrong? What if we're supposed to feel sad and lonely during the holidays when we aren't with our family and friends? What if sometimes, even a few days a month, you were supposed to feel down? What if that was normal? Can you imagine as little kids were told that sometimes you're going to feel unhappy and bored and unsatisfied and it's absolutely normal? So that when we feel this way, we don't think that something has gone wrong? This is what we've been told. We've been receiving the exact opposite messaging from our society, right? Ever since we were kids, we're told we should pursue happiness. We were told, do what makes you happy. We were told if it doesn't make you happy, then quit. We're told our partners and spouses and friends should make us happy. I mean, I could go on and on and on how we are sold the idea of happiness being the best thing on the gosh darn planet. (laughs) Let it go, y'all. Let it go. Except that you have a range of emotions as humans. And because we aren't programmed, we were not created as a species with this one feeling of happiness, we know that we aren't supposed to feel happy all the time, right? You want to feel sad when someone dies. You want to feel lonely during the holidays when you aren't with your people. You want to feel a disappointment when you don't achieve your milestones. You want to feel worried about your kids. All of this is normal. What happens in most of us, this thought is that when we feel these uncomfortable emotions, we say, I don't want to feel this way. Feeling this way sucks. I just want to be happy. 
and then we try to figure out a way to feel better, and then you might drink or eat from this place, then you just start training your brain to motivate you to seek food and alcohol whenever you're experiencing these feelings. I recommend that you drop the thinking about being happy. Acknowledge the range of feelings you have. And when you're in the middle of them, say, I actually want to feel this. I'm supposed to feel this right now. Nothing has gone wrong. And then you open yourself up and you work on processing those feelings instead of rejecting them or wishing it wasn't that way. This causes, so listen, When you reject your negative feelings and you wish you weren't experiencing them, it causes so much more suffering than is necessary. Emotional suffering is optional when you know what to do with your current feelings. Okay, emotional suffering is when you are arguing with your feelings, saying I shouldn't feel this way. Rolling around in your self-pity that you're experiencing those feelings. That is unnecessary emotional suffering. The feelings themselves, the vibrations in your body cannot hurt you and are not a problem. What becomes a problem is how you are judging yourself for having them and then what you do when you feel that way, especially if you're using food or alcohol to get out of feeling what you are feeling. The real problems, those are when the real problems are created. That's how we become overdrinkers and have excess weight on our bodies. Now, when we do that, we have a bigger problem to solve. You guys following me here? (laughs) Our emotions aren't a problem, but believing you should be feeling something else is. And when you do that, you reject your current state and self. You are supposed to feel, you're supposed to have feelings, nothing has gone wrong. If you notice your negative feelings, it's a good sign you are functioning, living a live person who is showing up in the world. Okay? Now, (laughs) I want to tell you that the moment you accept, accept your unhappiness and choose to be with those feelings, when they come up, guess what? You're going to be happier, (laughs) right? It's such a contradiction, I know. So what I'm trying to tell you is, is that you have to be willing to be unhappy to be happy, (laughs) okay? Hear me on this. Why choosing unhappiness on purpose leads to you feeling happy, okay? So when you accept your current state, say you're angry, okay? Say you're unhappy, okay? A lot of people just say, I'm unhappy, and they don't really know how to, um, like, verbalize exactly what they're feeling, all right? So let's just say you're unsatisfied or you're unfulfilled, but you wish that you were happy, okay? Okay? So the moment you say, you know what, I'm feeling unfulfilled, and you go in and you say, you know, I kind of want to feel unfulfilled right now. I've been working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whatever. Say you're working, you know, nine to five, same job for the past five years. You go in, you do the same work, right? You have the same schedule. You come home at the end of the day. You make dinner. You watch a TV program. You go to bed, and you've been repeating that. In and out, in and out, in and out for years. And you notice that you feel unfulfilled. Right? <laughs> a lot. This is a lot of times why people drink at the end of the day. You notice you feel unfulfilled. Instead of saying, I wish I didn't feel this way. Why do I do what I'm doing? This is very unfulfilling. And then drink. You pause and you say, you know what? I'm going to choose to feel unfulfilled right now. I want to feel unfulfilled because that is what I am feeling in this moment. And then you go in and you allow yourself to navigate that feeling, that physical feeling in your body. 
and you allow it some space and you get to know it and you tell yourself nothing's gone wrong. I am feeling unfulfilled right now. And the moment you do that and you say, I choose to do it, it will dissipate. It will become less unbearable. It will become less like you need to escape from it. Okay. And you practice that and say, you know what, instead of drinking, when I feel unfulfilled, I'm just going to process my feeling of unfulfilled. And guess what will happen? You will start to get more creative and doing different things in your life that will lead you to be less unfulfilled. (laughs) Part of the unfulfillment, the continuation of that unfulfillment is you're drinking every night, right? So you're not giving yourself an opportunity to be bored and to get creative and to start thinking about how you can change things up. Instead, what you're doing is numbing and you're shutting down your brain of being open to seeing how you can do things differently in your life, okay? So the first step is to choose to say, I choose to feel unfulfilled or whatever the feeling is, right? You work through that. Give yourself an opportunity to try some new things and give your brain a chance to turn on and ask yourself, oh, I wonder what I could do differently to to add more joy to my life, right? Drinking hasn't been doing it. I wonder what else is out there right? And then you give yourself that opportunity and then you're going to become happier, right? First of all, you'll be happy as soon as the next day when you wake up in the morning and you haven't drank, right? There's an opportunity to be happy that you're taking away from yourself when you notice you're not happy and then you do something like buffer or drink or eat. You're stealing the possibility of happiness, but you got to be willing to not be happy to get to the happy. Are you understanding? Are you following me here? You have to be willing to say, I want to feel my feelings to get to the feelings that you want to have. It will happen naturally. All right, my friends, that's what I wanted to tell you today. This is exactly what I help you navigate inside my six-month Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program. And guess what? I'm closing off registrations on Monday. You guys have, I don't know when this podcast is going to be published, either Wednesday or Thursday of this week. So you have like four or five days left. That is it. This is your chance. (laughs) And then I'm raising my prices in 2021. So my friends, this is your opportunity to jump in. Choose to be uncomfortable on purpose so that you can create more joy and fulfillment and happiness in your life in the future. Okay, I know it's uncomfortable to to bite off a big investment like this and to say I'm going to do something for six months. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. The more you can choose to feel those negative feelings and do it anyway, the bigger growth you have and more excitement and adventure that you will have in your life. All right, my friends, I love you so much. Click the link, read through all the details of the program, watch the three videos and get your applications in. I love you all so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.